What is up, and welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Cafe podcast. I am Mega Greg. With me today is uh, my co-partner here, my life partner, That's Dustin right. Dynamite. What's up, everybody? And also with us is the freshly squeezed Lawrence Cassidy. What's going on, guys? <laughs> What's up? What's up? All right, so let's jump right into this because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so Vince McMahon has officially announced his retirement. Yeah, it's confirmed. Something we thought would never happen, but uh, he got caught up in his little his little uh, shenanigans. So also, Which... uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Laurinaitis is also gone. Yep. I wonder what he did. He uh, was well, involved in the trip. Well, him tag, and Vince were tag team teaming chicken, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so this is real now. Like they can't deny it because like the time. It was never not real. It was always yeah. real. It, it's Dang. it's just it's a lot of people are trying to twist it as a criminal thing when it it really wasn't it was a, so, a company issue so we got triple h taking over as evp yep. um him and stephanie of course they're they're going to be running the whole show now but the question i have for y'all is people are already jumping to the conclusion that this is a, this could be a work and all. I'm like, this is not a no. fucking work. <laughs> it, no. I, it, that's just wrestling fans in general. Now it's like every time anything happens, it's a work. Now. But this is the thing like the WWE doesn't do stuff like that anymore. Like the works like that. That's not what they do anymore. They're, they're all about just the product and not, you know, messing with fans. Like, yeah. That. Messing with fans like that. Cause most of their audience is kids. So <laughs> they don't, yeah, they don't. I did find it funny that Stephanie McMahon was like praising her father and stuff because I feel like she's mad at him, but maybe not. No, I'm, no. I'm, I I think her and Triple H have kind of been waiting on this. Probably they're probably laying in bed at night, and Triple H is like, "Why don't your fucking dad just go away so I can <laughs> make this shit good again?" It's like the product sucks right now. What about Shane? Where's Shane at? You think he'll come back now? I don't know, honestly. I mean, he might if he actually and do what he wants to do but i kind of feel like shane might just be done with wrestling in general but you never know i mean i'd like to see him back i think shane is a good character yeah i think i think he could come back and like fulfill that mr mcmahon role but right. since he's the the son here's the thing greg i asked this is do you think now it confirms the pg-14 rating or the like they're oh they are that well they absolutely they already confirmed that so they will be going yeah. PG fourteen, which means the product's going to get a lot raunchier. A little bit raunchier. I don't think they'll go too hardcore on. It's not going to go back to attitude. They're going to no. ease into it. They'll ease into it, but they're going to slowly, slowly push the push the bar. Uh, what I want to ask y'all though is, what did you think about the whole news that Brock walked out on SmackDown? But then yeah, do you hear what he said? He really was just said. pissed off yeah. about the Vince thing. Well, he actually said, according to somebody who was there, they, they said, if Vince is gone, I'm gone, basically, is what he said. And somebody probably went to him and said, hey, look, man, just uh, can you do this SummerSlam shit for us since it's like a week away? <laughs> and then if you don't want to ever come back, that's fine. But and this, Yeah, I mean, it might be the last you see of Brock because I know the Vince is the was the key of talking him back every time. Yeah. So. You know, you know what he did to talk him back every time. Hey, Brock, I'll give you five million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would you not do that? Ben I'll Grimm you, said, I, "How long till the first bra and panties match?" I uh, <laughs> look. I don't care for the women's wrestling that much. I never really have. Sometimes it intrigues me, but most of the time it's stale. However, 
I mean, I guess I don't know that there's room for that anymore, Ben, honestly, because the women are such a big deal to the company now. And honestly, Stephanie would never allow that to happen again because she's all about the woman power movement and they've been pushing just, that for yeah, so long. So yeah. this is a different. Well, and honestly, it's not even about a woman power movement anymore, man. Those ladies deserve their spot. Now yeah. I don't like how they force feed it to you and make a main event every single week and things like that, <laughs> but they, they do deserve their, their spot there now. Well, I know that, uh, Athena Amber Moon, a part one of her reasons for leaving WWE or not re-signing with WWE is they she said they were trying to push them to be uh, more sexy again. Were they? <laughs> Seems like it's the same. That's, she, that's one of the things she said. That's because they actually offered her more money than AEW. So, so uh, board guy here, uh, new to the chat. I don't recognize the name. Thanks for joining us. Um, He's saying that uh, his employment agreement is uh, talking about that uh, he can't just retire. So there's some oh. he th he thinks there might be some type of uh, fuckery going on. I see. I see. Well, it all depends because if if the shareholders wanted him to step down, and it's not technically a retirement, but it's basically just him, you know not being a public figure for it anymore, then they could, they could probably do something like that because I mean, shareholders definitely can make their, make, make decisions like that, but he's the majority shareholder. So who knows? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Well, let me ask you this. I got uh, my group chat at work was talking about this because this has just been the buzz. Oh, yeah. Um, someone said that he's just saying that he's going to retire, but actually He's just going to be running things from home, basically. Like, he's still going to have his hand on the product, but just from his his home life. I mean, I'm sure he is. I mean, he's Vince McMahon. He's, I don't think he's just easily going to give up control of his company like that, the fucking shit that he built, you know? Unless he's, thing, though, he unless said, he's going to prison. <laughs> and I don't to get think he's going to prison. <laughs> Even if he went to prison, he'd still control it from there. Nothing he did was really criminal. Now, unless now, if there's some rape shit that starts coming out, which there's that's, been like that's what I'm saying. We don't know what's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. We're still investigating. I mean, he is a billionaire, and billionaires tend to get in trouble. I'm just he saying. did say something though in his retirement speech. His retirement speech. He said that he's 77. Like. It's time for him to move on, going it's to true, the sunset, man. man. He's old. And, and I will say, actually, you want to know what my my little theory is on this? I think Vince is not as healthy as they're he doesn't look they're letting that. on. I think that maybe he's got some serious, like, uh, you know, physical problems or something. That maybe he's sick, and they just don't want it to, Be you public. know, kind of start showing when he makes appearances and such. There's no telling. We won't really know until he actually dies, and then there's like you know 17 documentaries made about the man that <laughs> right. was Vince well, McMahon. There was going to be one on Netflix, but they canceled it because of the uh, allegations. Like they pulled it. So yeah, actually, there was a documentary about to come out, and like Lawrence said, but I don't know, man. We'll just have to we'll have to wait and see. But uh, moving on, we'll go ahead and start talking about some of these wrestling shows. Well, I did not watch uh, WWE this week. I didn't either. <laughs> I, I read the results, though. I, yeah, I mean, I, I skimmed through it. The only thing that was really noteworthy on the show 
was um, Logan Paul made an appearance. Yeah, I am kind of, I am pretty excited about that. The Logan Paul thing was pretty good. Um, Kevin Owens did come back. Yep, he did the KO show. That's right with Riddle. That was good. That that'd be worth going back to watch. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm looking through. Not a whole lot really happened. Ezekiel versus Rollins. I'm going to see what the main event was real quick. I watched it, but I don't remember it. Um, doesn't say much about it. Yeah. AJ Styles had a match with Austin Theory that was okay, but he won via count out. Is Austin Theory like their new guy? They're pushing like the new. Yeah, obviously. That's why he won money in the bank. (laughs) Yeah, the the Miz versus Logan Paul thing was the main event, the segment. So I'll take that. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much all that really happened on Raw. Not a whole lot happened. They're they're building towards SummerSlam, so they're not gonna give you much right now. Uh but SmackDown. I don't even remember anything from it. If that tells you anything, I know I watched it, but I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch SmackDown. I'm I'm scrolling through quickly, real quick here, to see if anything. No, let let me tell you this: the main event was of SmackDown was Angelo Dawkins versus Jimmy Uso. If that tells you anything, <sighs> probably wasn't a bad match, but I don't have the AEW results loaded up. Did you want to? It's been Fighter Fest, really. Did you want to talk about the G1 first, or did you want to talk about Fighter Fest? Let's just fucking t- let's just talk about this fucking bullshit that okay. was AEW this oh, week, and then yeah. we can talk about the actual good wrestling that we all. I think we should close with the good wrestling. I agree. Fucking what, like Dynamite? That fucking match at the end of Dynamite. Like, well, do you have whole... the results loaded up? Because if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull them up real quick. Yeah, pull them up. It was actually a pretty decent. Uh, a decent dynamite for dynamite until the, the you fucking said that, but I didn't really, I didn't really feel that way. Honestly. I mean, it was okay at best. You all, but you, you are, you don't really like AEW that much. So I, I but, mean, I, I do at times. I wouldn't say I if you it. like AEW, the card was decent until that match. I'm not a hater of <laughs> AEW, but there's a lot of things to hate in AEW. If that makes sense. All right, so we opened with Brody King versus Darby Allen. And Lawrence, you touched on something yes. earlier. I, I about was wondering, this. dude, when was the fucking last time Darby won something? I don't know. I what can't the remember fuck is the, the point of him now? Won. And him and Sting, can he just turn on Sting and join Dark uh, Order by this point? Like, I feel like that's I mean, what's going to have to happen. Doesn't that make sense? Wouldn't Darby be a better fit with the House of Black? Yeah, than fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who they picked up, man? But they gotta put they gotta put Sting out there every month because everybody loves him so much. Which would be the ultimate heel move for Darby just to turn on, be like, "I suck because of you." But they can't <laughs> they can't give Sting like a full time like feud to be in because he's not he's board guy. Old. I am right there with you. I well, I wouldn't say it was not good. I would say it was okay. I know people are acting like this is the best card ever that they've done. It's oh, some of the Twitter comments are just fucking insane. But uh, Ben Ben Grimm is talking about a uh, Ric Flair's last match, so it's going to be Flair and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. In a yeah. perfect world, his match with Shawn Michaels would have been his last. Match. It should have been. <laughs> well, he should have just left it at that. It's it's such a beautiful ending to his career that he. Yep. And now he's just you know he's on this new kick. I don't know if he's back on the. 
sauce or what, but he's on this. He's kick on that sauce, like, man. He he's he's fired up. He's ready to shame. go. They shouldn't sanction this. It's just... I don't know who's gonna die in the ring first, Ric Flair or Terry Funk. Because <laughs> you know Terry Funk still does stuff too. What the fuck? Well, Flair's like almost 80 and has a pacemaker. So, right. yeah, dude. Uh, if Triple H can't wrestle no more, why the fuck is he wrestling? No, Going Triple H to, um, doesn't want to wrestle anymore because he's smart. Yeah, he. I mean, he actually can't. It's it's too dangerous. It, it would honestly be like uh, The Wrestler. That may be The Wrestler, but in real life. Yeah. So, uh, Brody King won, obviously, because Darby Allen never wins. No. So, Brody King's uh, like five times his size. All right, Dustin. Um, so we had best friends versus John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. That match excited you? I thought it was a good match. What was the match? Uh, it was. Uh, it didn't make any sense because the best, the best friends, Trent Beretta and. Um, oh yeah, I kind of uh, skimmed through. Fuck, I, I forget his name right <laughs> I now. Uh, I, I thought the match. That's the 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 thing about AEW is they Chuck Taylor usually put on some decent matches. The problem is they don't make any sense like why are the best friends and fucking blackpool combat club going at it there's no it doesn't make any sense like if you want dustin lawrence will understand exactly what i'm saying because he loved what he saw in new japan if you want matches to mean something then you have to have some type of build towards it or you have to have a history if you at least have a history even if the match is thrown together you you can have the commentators talk about the history and it will make the match mean more. AEW doesn't have this, and that's why most of their matches feel completely fucking pointless. Enigma, we'll be getting to the G1. We're trying yeah. to get, we're just getting yeah. through the just bullshit. Through. Yeah, we're trying to rush through AEW here, and then we are going to talk about nights one through three of the G1. And I'm definitely the biggest New Japan mark here. Well, maybe not now with Lawrence. But, oh, yeah. Dude, so was, we'll, we'll see, but we'll, we'll talk about it. All right, anyway, uh, so yeah, that Best Friends versus Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Of course, Wheeler Yuta and Moxley won. They're not going to have their fucking champion lose to Best Friends. No. Yeah. Not. <laughs> All right, well, th- this actually had an interesting uh, outcome. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes again, I think. Or, or did he only fight one of them before? No, but guess, him. But guess who made their comeback? Fucking Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy came back. I actually got excited about that. I did, too. Bit. I actually got chill bumps when I heard the music. I was yeah. like, there he is. He's finally well, back. Well, I didn't because I don't really care for Jungle Boy. But I will say this. When he came out, he didn't look as goofy as he normally does. He kind of had more of a serious look, and I liked it. So I'm like, all right. Like, I'm, I'm liking what you're doing here, Jungle Boy. I, I want to see more of this. Keep, keep at it. This is but... where it fucked up for me and didn't make sense. When Luchasaurus <laughs> just randomly goes with Jungle Boy. Why did he turn exactly. evil anyways? There, like... there, that's what I'm talking but about. But hey, Greg, you called this because we talked about this before. You yeah. said that when Jungle Boy came back that Luchasaurus would team with him first and then he's going to turn on him. Why? That's, later. that's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> what's going what, on in his head? Because like, what's going to happen? Because Luchasaurus steps to the side, lets Jungle Boy go in there and chase after Christian Cage into the fucking crowd where they went to the back and played patty cake. But um, that's what's going to happen with this. You're going to have a match between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. It's going to appear that Luchasaurus is on Jungle Boy's side and he is going to fucking betray him on an ultimate level, like some yeah, sneak yeah. fuck shit. So. Definitely some sneak fuck shit. It's going to be... Anyways, That'll be good. It'll actually be decent storytelling if they do then, it that way. And then Jungle Boy chases him out of the, the arena, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? To, it's old school, old school heel shit, you know, just fucking run away. 
and we never heard from that. We're going to hear about it next week. They're going to run back into the stadium. Still Big, running for a week. Big T said Luchasaurus is the new age Eugene. <laughs> it's kind of true, though. I, I, I hope he, he sticks. I hope he sticks with the black, like the black. Yeah, I like. His, I, I do like, like his all black. I like his dark heel uh, costume and music and shit. I don't know if he's back with Jungle Boy. He may go with a fucking pink well, one next. Greg, did you talk you know? about the Ring of Honor thing or match that happened? No. I, uh, did it happen on Dynamite? I think it happened on Rampage. Or I, I, I don't watch Rampage. Rampage is a shit show. There's no reason for anyone to watch it. It's just fucking Makes garbage. Makes no sense. All right. Uh, the FTW Championship, Ricky Starks. But you, there was a rap battle on Rampage tonight, right? Yeah. That'll, so I do need worth, to go watch that's that. That's definitely worth watching. All right, uh, FTW Championship match: Ricky Starks versus Cole Carter. Who the fuck is Cole Carter? Where did he come from? <laughs> this guy comes out. And this is what we're deal. talking about, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, and, and, and the why, match wasn't bad, but and, and, and why does he get a title shot? Why? And Ricky Starks is is a really good wrestler. It's just like, but why the fuck would you put like some jobber in there with the title, like? And that then they match. did the Dan House. I would have much rather seen the Dan House and Ricky Stark. That's match how, yeah, I love that. Or he mocked Dan House. You know what's funny to me is the AEW con- the AEW announcer announces these fucking jobbers like they're somebody. Oh, I know. And then when they they're like, yeah, oh, cold, like okay, like Bear Country, like the fucking Bear Country guys. Ricky Starks is very good. Enigma, I agree. Um, they just uh, they don't use him right. He's honestly it, that's the guy they should have put that damn TNT title on and made a run with. But yeah, now he's gonna feud with fucking Danhausen. So Danhausen, his little <laughs> his, <laughs> his little Danhausen impression was that fucking was funny. hilarious. Oh, I actually bust that laugh, and I genuinely laughed. Danhausen is a meme. They he's a they call him a meme wrestler. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't mean anything because it's fucking stupid and it shouldn't exist. I think to that me, I think kind of that's what they just call the comedy gimmicks now. They call what, the the way I describe Danhausen to people because I don't know a whole lot about this guy and I'm not going back to watch his old shit because he doesn't interest me. But he to me he's like a he's like a modern day Doink the Clown, but. Yeah, he's like Doink the Clown or Papa Shango, like all those goofy type guys. He's like a Doink the Clown that I don't I don't know if he can wrestle or not because, like I said, I haven't watched any of his other shit. But I've never seen him wrestle. I will say that I, I have no clue what he looks like wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's he's the mime version of Doink the Clown. Anyway, well, mo- moving talk. on. Uh, Tony Schiavone welcomes FTR to the ring, blah, blah, blah. The upcoming ROH tag title. Actually, that'll be good. Them against the Briscoes will be fucking great. Hey, how so. come I haven't seen their promo yet on AEW? Are they specifically they're not, not allowed? They're not on AEW. They're Tell me about the Briscoes? Yeah. I've been waiting to see them say something. And I'm the like, Briscoes scare the shit out of you, don't they, Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before. If you had to be cucked by someone, it would have to be them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Especially Jay. Yeah, the, the Briscoes are some scary looking dudes. <laughs> like, man, if I went into a fucking bar and those two dudes are in there, I'm gonna be like, man, y'all, you want to go somewhere else, dude? It's kind of like rough in here. <laughs> like, they're the guys who come home and they're like in your fridge drinking your beer and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just come home and they're just sitting there chilling, drinking. You just don't say shit to them. No, just... no, I just came to pick up my uh, my keys, man. I'm, I'm gonna leave, go to work. <laughs> they just leave. <laughs> 
<laughs> they are scary, man. All right. Uh, do we care about Athena and Willow Nightingale versus Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan? I like Jade, but she's that bitch. She is that bitch, and I'm glad she won. She needs better competition. Like, Look, man, cut the shit, Greg. Her. Okay, cut the shit. Cut the shit. <laughs> you don't like I mean, that words? match was. I mean, that match was aight, but it was. Yeah. Uh, Jay Cargill was the only one. That All right, really here we go. We're to the main event: the barbed wire everywhere match. Chris Jericho versus Eddie <laughs> Kingston. <laughs> oh, probably oh, one wait, of the worst. The, the, uh, with the Jericho Appreciation Society locked in a shark cage because it's Shark Week. Okay. It started off somewhat good. I no. was like, okay, this might be good. I have no <laughs> hopes for this match from the fucking Go ahead. beginning. But... I agree with you, board guy, by the way. Uh, yes. Yeah, that it was a fucking disaster. It, the whole thing, like, dude, the fucking microphone, the announcer's microphone had barbed wire around it, like... Yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of the worst wrestling things I've ever seen on fucking television. I've seen fucking bitches wrestling in, in fucking pudding pits and shit in WWE. Like that shit was fucking stupid, and it ruined the whole fucking night. Why was a timekeeper's clock have barbed wire? Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the because... barbed wire everywhere. Except the uh, the one side of the ring with the hard cam is. There's people who are like, why? It's not- Eddie Kingston talked into the fucking microphone that was wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah. Fucking- <laughs> you hate that guy. I, don't I do. I can't stand Eddie Kingston, man. I think he sucks. Hey, you did, and, get, and, to, you did get to see him run to the ring, though. So. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> I, th- I, think, uh, I think Ben's the one who said it. It was either Ben or Big T, one of the two, but he does run like a fucking toddler. <laughs> Just like a toddler, yeah. and when he trips I can't unsee it. Why did Jericho bring back the painmaker just to get his fucking ass kicked for the entire fucking match? I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the painmaker. What you saw in that match is not the painmaker. You, you want to see the painmaker? Go back and watch when he invaded in New Japan. That's the painmaker. The shit you get in AEW is and then Eddie stupid. watered down. He broke his hand or something. Didn't he injure his hand? I, I hope think. he really did injure his hand. Well, no, I don't want to say that because that's fucked up. But if he did injure his fa- hand, it'll be nice for him to take a little break and a vacation. So I think it was real. I think he really fucked his hand up. He kept shaking it, it I'll like say this. Did. I don't know. But I'll you know. say this. If Eddie Kingston broke his hand, Eddie, take all the time you need to heal up. You make sure that fucking hand is the best <laughs> it's ever been before you come back. As a matter of fact, take six months. Take a year off. It's fine. Yeah. We don't really need to see you, man. You've done enough for us, and we appreciate it. Yeah. You know what? You've given you've the fans all you need to give them. Fucking retire early. You know what? Yeah. Just hang it Just up. work behind the scenes and uh, teach people how to talk on the mic. Maybe you know? maybe, maybe you can book better than Tony Khan. Take over <laughs> get what line. Big T said. <laughs> Pull up Big T's comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's uh, very true. <laughs> Big T said he hopes Eddie injures his hand so he can never jerk off again. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, he, he's jerk. Uh, uh, you know what? He gets jerked off by the AEW Mark fans. He doesn't jerk oh, off himself. God. Dude, uh, don't they? They really do jerk him off. All they day. chant, This is awesome for fucking everything. Hey, did they, did uh, all your AEW Mark friends at work, did they come back and try to say that match was good? Dude, I don't even talk about AEW with them anymore. Uh. They, they don't even <laughs> ask me because they know. If it's if it's involving Eddie Kingston, I'm just gonna shit on it. 
Well, I know yeah. on tic- on TikTok, uh, most of the people, almost everybody's consensus was that that match was a disaster. So, Bef- did they really t- botch the re- the opening the cage thing? Was that yes? Like, oh real? my god, yeah, just couldn't I find was... the right fuck. Why not only find have the right one key? key? Why yeah. have a whole key ring? <laughs> Why? What was it? What were the other keys even for? That's what I want to know. I oh, felt make so it look more real. Dude. I had to like. Like look away. I felt so cringe for that <laughs> that moment. I'm gonna tell you straight. I up. was cringing the whole match. It was fucking so bad. Stupid. When that when that motherfucker just squeezed through the fucking cage after it was lowered down, I fast forwarded <laughs> to the end of the match. I couldn't I take any more. I, like, I was like, "Fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm not watching anymore." Well, you knew what was gonna happen once they get once that cage got open. You knew it was gonna be all friends fucking wrestling like always. And then of course everybody in the back room ran out again because here comes the fucking Blackpool to. Combat Club, and now everyone's out there fucking throwing each other into barbed wire. And they what had that they... stupid fucking spot box out there that I was wait just waiting for Sammy Guevara to climb up on something and jump into it. I hate him now. <laughs> I used to like him, but now I'm like, I did too. I used to like I, every Sammy time he comes on. Every time he comes out, I fucking just get mad. We did have the Anna J heel turn. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone turned heel. Bunny did. She did. Fucking. Do heel turns even mean anything in this fucking company? Not in AEW because there are no heels in AEW. So yeah, there there really isn't. Everyone gets fucking cheered. So and they ruined Ruby Soho. Like her stock has gone down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna close on my last thing I want to say about this fucking pointless ass match is that so you already got half of your stars out to injury. Why not go and throw them in a barbed wire match where we injure two more of our fucking guys as drawn in Tony a crowd? Tony Khan, gotta love it. Injure it the whole roster. Sense, why don't we? I mean, like, look what he did to the Har- look that? what he did to Jeff Hardy when he came back. Put him in every fucking high spot, fucking dangerous match he could be in. Now the motherfucker's back in rehab. It wasn't <laughs> he wasn't even AW for more than a couple months. Board guy makes a very good point here, and he's totally right. Everybody that comes out of that heel tunnel gets cheered. Every yeah. single one of them. Yep. There's no, you're right. There's no such thing as a heel there. There's no such thing as a heel in AEW. The only one that doesn't is, is MJF. I'll tell you what company does have true faces and true heels. And that would be new Japan pro wrestling. So night one of the G1 climax. Um, All right. So Lawrence, before we go on with, uh, we're not going to really cover much of the, um, you're, you're, you're clicking Dustin, um, with your mic. But uh, we're not going to cover much of the tag matches because all those are as oh, build the matches. Yeah, yeah, the multi men because they just build to the block matches. Yeah, anyway. you hate those multi men. I don't hate them. I actually like them in New Japan. The matches like aren't bad. It just yeah. it's the three and a half makes it a three and a half hour show. Sometimes you got. Well, when you're it, trying man. to get in all this wrestling in, in a week to do a wrestling show, it's it's just hard to watch all that. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been playing a little too much Universe mode. But. <laughs> those damn. Multi- We've been streaming on our YouTube. Make sure you. Hit that notification button so you can see. Absolutely, I'm actually going to stream night two of the the Universe G1 that I'm doing, which is the same G1 minus I added Sammy Callahan in, but um, to replace uh, Tom Lawler because I couldn't find a good Tom Lawler. But I'm seeing if my results match up to the real G1. So, but uh, all right, so night one, our first (coughs) C block matchup. Is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. Well, actually, before we touch on that match, Lawrence, I want your thoughts on New Japan as a whole because we were talking about this before we went live. Yeah, New Japan is like something I've been waiting for. Like I didn't realize it was even out there because it's just so it's 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 like it's real. Like 
And I don't mean that in like a kind of cornball. They way, put but... ice packs on the fucking yeah. wrestlers after every match. <laughs> I can't get over, dude. Every and time like... they bust out those ice packs, I just crack up laughing every time. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, get that shit out of here. They don't need that damn ice pack. It's just, I, I don't know. Uh, I honestly, board guy, I don't think so. They always do this just to make it interesting between Yano and uh, Okada, simply because you know. Everything with Yano is mostly kind of you're getting the same Greg, thing. Yano's the guy that sells a DVD when he comes out. He's I like love I, I I love Yano actually. I love He's got a goofy ass gimmick, but he reminds me of Eddie Guerrero, like the but, whole uh, cheating. So shit. so you're loving New Japan, Lawrence. Oh man, I love it, love it, man. It's just so authentic. It's so like now you, now you dude. understand why I boast about it so much about how it's the wrestling from back then, but today. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, that's actually a really perfect way to put it. Because like New New Japan will, you'll have ongoing storylines that that really never end. Like you'll have wrestlers that feud, their feud will end, but that story still continues because they're all the time facing what one I another, like, and then it might I, start back up. What I like is that they don't waste their time with the promos and stuff. Like they just really come out and wrestle, but they like talk to each other. Even if yeah. there's no mic on them, and it's so raw because they'll be like cursing at each other, be like, "Man, fuck!" Oh <laughs> man, but before the COVID thing, um, Naito would always spit on his opponents, and I fucking love oh, that. He, yeah. would, he would like all the time. He's spitting in their face, and I'm like, "Oh, that's so fucked up." Because he did that to Kenny, didn't he? When Kenny Omega was in there. Oh Nisha shit, Dan. man! He he was spitting on everybody back then. Yeah, I seen that a clip of that. And I was like, yo, these dudes are serious. <laughs> I can't go to Japan. Well, <laughs> those see, guys are raw, bro. It's what, what I love about New Japan and the strong style. And this is when someone said Eddie Kingston does strong style. This is what I'm talking about when I say that's not fucking strong style. You'll have shots in New Japan that look like pillow shots where they throw a forearm psh, yeah. and it looks like it's doing nothing to him. Then they'll throw another one later on once they build it up that looks like they knocked their fucking head off. Like, that's what like, I oh, like. Shit. And they like, do you'll like see that the... shot and you're like, ooh. I mean, it actually makes you wince because you're like, damn, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, great. It is probably that... did, honestly. Yeah. Like where they take turns hitting each other on the chest yeah. and like doing this. Yeah, I love that shit. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad you're liking New Japan. It's And it's like you said, Lawrence, they, do ju- they don't waste their time with promos, but they yeah, do they don't. just enough promo work and... to make it when I seen him in New Japan, I didn't see what the big deal was with him. When I see no, not New Japan, AEW. When he came on there, I didn't see what the big deal was with him. But on this dude, that dude is so raw and so good. I love Jay White in that shit. Oh man, and his. I hope you're watching the backstage stuff. I am. I am. I was going to talk the, about the to the to, the to Jay show. The to Jay show. To Jay show with his but, first uh, guest Naito. All right, so, or, uh, Arcado. For anyone who's not familiar with the G1 tournament, I'm going to explain how it works real quick. Um, Usually you only have two blocks this year. We have four. You have an A through D block, and you get two points per win for each person that you face in a a matchup. So two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss, obviously. Um, So getting that out of the way, our first C block matchup was Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. What was y'all's thoughts on this match? Doesn't he look like The Rock, like a young rock? He does look like a young rock. Yeah, he does kind of look like The Rock. I thought that dude was cool looking. I, it surprised me because I thought Tana, I thought Tanahashi I, would win. I did too. I thought for sure they were not going to start Tanahashi off with a loss to Aaron Hanare, mm-hmm. but they did, which is That's why I love the G1 is because you get upsets like that all the time. Kind of yeah, makes yeah, for a better story if that. he like – 
if he comes back and wins the rest of his matches so he can uh whatever advance so the champions are like guys that are like that don't necessarily win all their matches like you know how cena had the super cena thing where he was never gonna lose and yeah. hogan of course he was never gonna so yeah okay. i mean you you never you never know but uh the match as a whole i thought was really good um I was curious how Aaron Hanari was going to do in the G1 because he was kind of like a a mid-carder jobber type wrestler before. Because, you know, they all start out as young lions and they become right. wrestlers and get like legit attire. And he was one of those guys that just wasn't uh, getting over with the fans. And he turned heel. And this is where we are today, him with the United Empire. But uh, I thought he did good in the match. Honestly, it was interesting. Yep, and he pulled off the upset. Sure did. Hit him with the streets of rage. Um, but yeah, Hanare wins. He gets two points. And then we go on to the D-block matchup. Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo. And what I say the is the match of the Dude, year. For that me. was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. It was that so was incredible. Amazing. <laughs> and I'd here's the thing. That. Look, as good as that match was, you know it was only 15 minutes long? Yeah, it was short. It was fast paced though, dude. Like yeah, that match was so fucking good. That, that, that is what I was talking about when I said that you don't right now. You don't get the best version of Osprey in AEW. Like any of them in New Zach Sable, Sable Jr. Yeah, like, even Zach Sable was, Jr. Yeah. That dude was great. That's <laughs> like they made him look like a jobber in AEW against it, Claudio. Yeah, I know. It drove me crazy, was, man. It's like uh, Enigma, I will probably watch it tomorrow morning. Actually, when I wake up, I'll uh, I'll probably jump past all the tag matches and get straight to the block matches. It's midnight over here. Yeah, yeah it's uh, same. So uh, moving on, we got uh, so uh, actually Osprey won that match with the Hidden Blade. Incredible fucking match. Everybody should watch it. Yes, the I love when El Fantasmo got out of the El ring Fantasmo. and then fell over like he was like he was still stunned from the fucking blade. dude when he hit him with that hidden blade i was like i mean i i i actually was sitting in my chair i go ooh brutal sometimes dude and i love how people sell it sometimes yeah because it's all about how you sell it but uh so osprey has two points Moving on with yeah, the block, we have a uh, Sonata versus Jay White. So Dustin, you were kind of like not interested in Sonata before. How do you feel about him in this this match? Uh, I mean, I liked it. I liked him. I, I love Jay White though. He he's like uh, him and Osprey are probably my two favorite wrestlers now. <laughs> yeah, this is how I knew it was like Raw in New Japan was when Jay White was talking to the fans and he's doing the Sonata. Yeah, and he just wouldn't do it. He was getting pissed. He's like, "Oh, just shut up! If you're not gonna say it. Just don't say anything." <laughs> and then he was doing it himself. He was like cheering for him himself. He's like, "Sonata, Sonata. Yeah. yeah, he's the and perfect he's, heel, man. He dude, is, he's so good, man. It's, he's easily the best heel in wrestling right now. It's funny. Is like, do they even understand what he's saying? <laughs> like, he's like cursing at him. Yeah, you know, just... it's like some, but uh, your your mic, Dustin. Uh, so yeah, Jay White pulls out the win against Sonata. Uh, hit him with the the Blade Runner. But uh, two points for Jay White, and then our main event of the night was Kazuchika Okada versus Jay Cobb or Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Cobb. Even, even, slowed, really even became Jay Cobb. 
<laughs> yeah. Was it who Dustin? Did you say he looked dumpy or something? Like you said something about Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb? Oh, no, no he, Jeff Cobb doesn't look dumpy. No, he's he stocky. Like he's like he's one of them stocky dudes. He's that like just... a big Samoan type dude. I love. I but love he Jeff can Cobb. fucking move, dude. He fucking. Oh yeah. He can do a fucking standing moonsault. So. I agree with Enigma. I think Jeff Cobb should have beat Okada. Well, the thing is, the reason I think they did that is because last year Jeff went like so fucking long without losing a G1 match. I think he he only lost like one, maybe two matches last year. So this year, they're I think they don't want to continue that trend. I think he's probably going to go on a tear now since his loss to Okada, but... You well, know. Greg, see, that's the thing. I mean, did I guess if he was going to lose to anybody, Okada's a good person for him to lose to, but... Yeah, is, I mean Okada is the top the top face in the company. So, was Jeff Cobb in AEW? I've seen him. He was with the, he, he was the in the Forbidden Door. He was Jericho's hired gun at one point. They made him look dumb in that, and like in this, he's like a legitimate boss. Right? Oh, dude, he's he's incredible. Well, even when he showed up with uh, his tag partner in AEW, dude, they they looked like shit. Yeah, they yeah. did. I was like, these. Are I, the first time they came in, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? They're not yeah. even good. Like, who are they? And then. <laughs> I started I started researching who they were and he had a good match with uh with Cash Wheeler in AEW, but that's where I was like really like, oh man, this dude's actually fucking solid. And now I'm watching him in New Japan, you can see he's a fucking beast, dude. But uh Okada actually Okada got the win with Rainmaker, of course. Um two points for Okada. So moving on to night two. We got four more matchups. I, I skipped past the uh, the watch my doodles again. The the quick uh, the, the watch my doodles. The multi the multi man matches. Multi man. Yeah, I lost my Many train of thought. Men. That those. I mean, if you got the time, those matches are worth watching because they yeah. they do build towards the uh, the block matches really well. But uh, all right, here we go. B block matchup: Tomohiro Ishii versus Tai Chi. Tai Chi is the guy that comes uh, that has like the microphone and stuff. Tai Chi is the guy that comes out with. Uh, if I wasn't married, comes out with my dream girl, Miho Abe. I was Bruh, that. That's that like chick great. is fucking that so much. That is it, isn't she so fine, dude? Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, I, I was doing dishes when I was doing that shit, and I stopped when she came to the ring. I was like, damn, I don't even look a girl like that. <laughs> and you're not even you're not even like big on Asians like that. So for uh, her no. to like catch your, I'm telling you, that chick is probably the hottest Asian girl ever. And this is what I'll say. The entrances for New Japan are way better than. Like, oh yeah, I love like, their entrances. I don't so, skip them. I, I never skip, skip entrances. But yeah. here's the thing: is like they're cheaper looking than like AEW WWE, but it's better that way. Well, it's, it's just more... the production value of New Japan is you know it doesn't compete with a WWE, but that kind of I kind of like that. I like I it. like That's what I'm I like the grittiness of it. I like the fucking metal barriers around the ring that they I just fucking. Yeah. Smash them into dude, they fucking slam each other into those barriers because yeah. yeah. it's like they pick these dudes up off the street and like they really are crazy, like they really yeah. are. <laughs> like, they came well, in singing on a mic. Either. I, I talked about this before, and uh, I, I was talking about this with Dustin actually. The good the thing about WWE and New Japan that both have in common is their wrestlers look like pro wrestlers, even skinnier guys like Zack Sabre jr. He still looks like a pro wrestler. You got a lot of guys in AEW that just do not fucking 
I think like, that's why look a lot like of people pro wrestlers. Like they look like fans that, who just right. got led into wrestling. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> like Eddie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Eddie just Eddie. looks dumpy. dumpy. Poor Eddie. <laughs> Old dumpy Eddie. Looks like he stinks too. Uh, anyway, let's let's jump back to New Japan here. Uh, what did y'all think of that Ishii versus Tai Chi match? The beginning was interesting how he kind of like cornered him and then just smacked him in the fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tachi just kind of looked at him like, what what the fuck, man? <laughs> Ishii's the bald one, right? Like he's yeah. the best Ishii's the short bald guy. He's Ishii, the, best, man, that's the, the stone most pit bull. Yeah, that's the most Japanese dude to ever Japanese. Like, <laughs> that dude is so cool. That dude is so cool, dude. He looks like a you know, like you said, a pit bull, a stone pit yeah. bull Buddha. Yep. Uh, well, Tai Chi got the win on that match. I was honestly yeah, kind of shocked. He pulled it out. Yeah, pulled out that win. Got him two points. I, I actually like Tai Chi. Tai Chi is one of my favorites in uh, New Japan. Is he really singing, or what's going on with that singing? No, shit? it's it's. He's not really singing. That's not, <laughs> and it's not I, him, right? It's like somebody else. It's a yeah. It's this Japanese band that's actually incredible. Their music is so good. Um, I forget their name uh, off the top of my head, but they're definitely worth checking out. They have a lot of. Uh, you remember how like the old Castlevania games music sounded? Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine that, but just with like lyrics. That's how their music sounds, but with a rock, you know, add rock to it. I dig it. All right, so <laughs> our next our next uh, G1 matchup, A Block, Toru uh, Yano versus Jonah. Jonah's debut in the G1. Oh, Yano. So uh, you got your typical Yano match here. He <laughs> it looks like he's splashing. Buckles. It's like he's naked under that. He's about to start just splashing <laughs> people, like the way he comes out. <laughs> so how did you like the Yano entrance, Lawrence? I, that's what I'm saying. Everything about that dude is goofy in the right way. It's like old school Japanese humor. It's like, so Japanese. Yeah. And I, I love uh, what Lauren said earlier that he's kind of like a Japanese version of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Like his, he really his, is. his sneak fuckery. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good, that was a good, uh, good comparison. I think. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I think three Yano matches now and I love all. Of yeah, them, so. I have to. I've seen him before and I liked him before. Greg, you showed me him. Well, uh, Yano pulled out some sneaky bullshit and uh, got uh, he won by count out, didn't yep, he? Yep, he, he got a uh, got Jonah counted out. <laughs> so Yano with two points. He was so proud of himself, too. He was like <laughs> he was like laying there and like surprised and like pointing out his shirt. Selling his DVD, and then the next yeah. <laughs> matchup to me was the match of the night on this uh, on night two, C Block matchup: Zack Saber Junior versus Kenta. Yeah, that match was that was fun. long, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, it was a twenty-one minute match, uh, but uh, I love Kenta and I love Zack Saber Junior. So, like, when it gets to matches like this, I don't even care who wins as long as I just get to see a good match. And man, was it because they have history too? Because yeah. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. actually used to be uh, like uh, in the same dojo as Kenta. Oh, tight. Whenever they were coming up. I think Kenta was actually training him. He was uh, almost like a young boy to Kenta. I like young uh, boy, Here's the thing. Line. Zach, after seeing this match, Claudio had no business beating this dude. Exactly. <laughs> <At all. laughs> yeah, no. It, I, that was the first thing I text Greg when I was watching the match. I was like, I was like, Zack Sabre Jr., is way better than he looked in AEW. Just because I, I remember, like, dudes. I built him up and built him up, and then you saw him 
against Claudio, and you're like, I don't I see like, what Craig says. Yeah, like, okay, I mean, I get, and other people had said stuff about him, and I'm like, okay, well, you know. And then I was just like, all right, I don't really see it, but yeah, go back and watch that match. You're like, you can see everything that's wrong with it. But you, you see what I mean about how smooth he is with his transitions and shit. Yeah, like fucking great. I I agree that it was match of the night for sure. (laughs) Yes, Kenta did yell "fucking young boy," and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that shit because they'll be like talking to each other personally. That's what I'm saying. It it feels more real because you actually feel like there's hostility there, and they're not just acting. They do the storytelling in the ring. It's probably the best matches in the ring story, like. Storytelling in ring storytelling that there is is definitely yes. New Japan by far, especially during the G1. Man, the G1 even, they like go all out. What's yeah. sad is like I can't look at AEW the same now because I thought AEW is the gold standard. I'm like, no, not no more. When you watch New Japan, you understand why I'm so harsh on AEW. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I was like, I should have been watching this. shit But uh, after a 21 minute match, Zack Sabre Jr. ended up tapping Kenta out, which Kenta claimed that he did not tap. But Zack Sabre Jr. gets uh, two points. And then our main event, which was also really good. And Dustin, you said this guy is one of your favorites D Block Shingo Takagi versus Rock Hard Juice (laughs) Robinson. Yes, dude. So here's another guy that they, here's another guy that didn't really impress me in AEW and I see this guy and I see I watched this match and immediately was like damn this dude is way fucking better than uh than he was in AEW probably like oh, yeah. he's probably one of my favorites now in New Japan after that match dude AEW did deal, not dude. do Shingo justice at all I told you he was a waste in that match back when yeah. I was, uh, for Forbidden Doors like he shines in the singles matches man not this multi fucking multi man bullshit <laughs> No, it, I, he's he's a, one of those like Lawrence was saying, where he just goes hard all the whole fucking match. Just yeah, but I'll say he, this. he looks like a hard hitter too. Yeah, with uh, with Deuce Robinson, what is the story with the the uh, the United States IWGP belt? Okay, like, let me explain this to you. To so, so Juice Robinson was the IWGP uh, U.S. champion. He got sick or something and couldn't make an event. So he had to give up the title, but he didn't like deliver the title or something like that. So then they had a matchup between Osprey and Sonata to, uh, you know, figure out who the champion was since it was vacated. But now Juice just won't give the title back. So. Yeah, I noticed that the ref is trying to get it. Red Shoes is what his, his name is. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get Red it. Red Shoes, you know? Like, yeah. That poor guy, he gets shoved around, <laughs> cursed at, spit on. <laughs> Enigma said it right. The story behind Juice is simple. He's rock hard, rock <laughs> hard. Juice. I love, I love how when he uh, comes out for every one of his matches now, he takes the mic from the commentator and he's like, does his own introduction. He's like, the IWGP United States of America. Yeah, of America. He's he's like the ugly American. Like, he's just there to taunt these. He's like, rock hard juice Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, talk about Lance Archer not one time. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll get to Lance because Lance, you see the real Lance Archer and, uh, I who's called him some biker dude in AEW. <laughs> I was like, who's this biker dude? But he's Lance actually, Archer is a badass, man. But, uh, Juice Robinson ended up beating Shingo with a yeah, Pulp Friction. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, managed to get that win. That was also a really good match. Yes. And like the match. story with it, dude, because you felt bad when that dude lost. Yeah. Because Juice Robinson's such an asshole. All right. So we're on to night three, which I just finished this one up today, I believe. Get down to the block matches here. All right. Our first D block matchup is David Finley versus Yujiro Takahashi. I have to know, Dustin, what did you think about uh, Peter, the bunny chick that comes out with Yujiro Takahashi? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, so I guess I got confused. I did, too. I thought Peter was a dude. No, no, I got <laughs> I got so confused you get, with the hot chick. No, yeah, the, the, the one that comes out with Tai Chi to me is the finest Asian chick ever. No, I mean, she's hot, but the, the fucking bunny chick was hot. Well, let me tell you about the bunny chick. Do you want to know why she's so hot? Uh-uh. Because she is the perfect combination. She is not only Asian, but she is also Latin. So she is a Latin Asian. I've oh, never wow. seen that combination. That's why she's, she, that's why she's got that big ass. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Even your Asian fetishes. <laughs> I mean, even that. Dustin looked at this chick though and was like, holy shit, who is this? <laughs> like literally I'm doing, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the sink doing dishes and I got the shit on my computer and I'm look over and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Yujiro has better pimps than Godfather. I'm just saying, or better, uh, better hoes than Godfather. So with the Tokyo pimps, hey, I don't mind. I wouldn't Tokyo mind pimps. watching that. You know what's funny? It, it's the Tokyo pimps, but I only ever see one. Yeah, that's what I confused. Me. I was like, is, that, is the whole group pimps or just him? Because there's a new dude named Evil. Oh yeah, Evil is uh, the leader of the House of Torture. But uh, so David Finley versus Yujiro. Uh, this match was just for a G1 match. It was just okay to me. I'm not. Yeah, it was nothing. Nothing really caught my uh, attention yeah. about it. I was just like, yeah, okay. I did. It, I didn't realize yeah, that David Finley is Fit Finley's son. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, Ujiro, what shocked me about it is that Ujiro got the win. Yeah, I really expected David Finley to pull out that win, but they gave it to Ujiro. Usually, Ujiro loses almost every single fucking match in the G1, except like one. I guess this, this is his one. one. Yeah, board guy. They mentioned that. And then Dustin in the B block, you said probably your third favorite wrestler in New Japan, Tama Tonga versus, yeah, man. versus Chase Owens. I love Tama Tonga. He's another one that just he just fucking goes fucking one hundred and fifty percent the whole fucking match. He's That's like what a wrestler needs to look like. He's like a he's like a better Roman Reigns. <laughs> Dude, his his body. Oh, no yeah. homo, no Juice, homo. Juice did but, say that. He did say, "Fuck David Finley." Yeah, fuck David. Uh, fuck David Finley. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite parts of that press conference. If you haven't seen that pre- the the press conference before the G one, Lawrence, you need to go back and watch that. Yeah, I, saw the I, ones actually, after. I actually haven't go watched it, it honestly. Yeah, you need to go watch it. It's gold. But uh, so what did you think of Chase Owens? I know you like Tomatonga, but how do you like Chase Owens? It, it was yeah, he's I, good too. The match was fucking. It was a good ass fucking match. I, I I'm I'm a big fan of Chase Owens. Actually, he's one of my favorites in New Japan. I actually like him more than Tama, if you can believe it. I mean, I love Tama Tonga as well, but yeah, I, I like Chase's style, man. He's, I think he's very a very underrated wrestler. And What's I want to see him do good in this G1, huh? How would you describe his style? Like just what like his like he does a lot of like the knee slap shit. Honestly, where. A lot of hits where you you hear the, yeah okay gotcha yeah, 
He's got a lot of that with the knees and shit. He almost kind of reminds me of like a Kenny, but not as agile. Board guy saying Tomatonga is going to take the whole thing. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know that Tama is going to win the whole thing. But however, I mean, it would that make would, for a good story. With the it, it would be a good story because, like you said, second foreigner to ever win it. Because, uh, well, let's see. Uh, well, no, Jay White, uh, AJ Styles won the G one, didn't he? So I think. He might be the third. I don't know. It would also make for good uh, good storytelling with the uh, whole Bullet Club thing. Because Kenny Omega's yeah. won the G1, I think. I don't know if AJ Styles has won it or not. Because didn't Jay so, yeah. White kick Tama Tonga out of Bullet Club? He did. Yep, did, yeah. Board, board guy's right. Yeah, it was only Kenny. Dude, Kenny Omega was so amazing in New Japan. That was the best Kenny Omega. It was bar none. Uh, all right. So Tomatonga ended up winning that match with the gun stun. The gun stun. The move he stole from Carl Anderson. <laughs> Next matchup, two big bad motherfuckers. A block, Lance Archer versus Bad Luck Fale. What do you like? I love that guy. Bad, bad Luck Fale looks like somebody's fat drunk uncle. <laughs> he's like their version of Sergeant Slaughter. Like he's, he's a badass. Like he looks like a dude you wouldn't want to fuck with. Oh right. But did you hear Lance Archer's like stand right? You ain't that big, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Come here. I, that's what I'm saying, dude. Lance, like you see, you don't when you watch AEW, you don't realize that Lance has this character in him yeah. because you just don't see it because they don't the do anything. Shine. Yeah. Then you bring him over here and you're like, oh man, Lance is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. They let him shine, dude. The way he interacts with the crowd and he just everybody just dies. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's another guy. I like how uh, I like how uh, bad luck Folly fucking chokes choked him with his fucking hair though. <laughs> I was like, what's he choking him with? And then he's like, he's choking him with his hair. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? The road you know what's general. funny is like for a long time, Chase and Bad Luck Folly both anytime they would lose a match backstage, they would always say that they were that the someone was cheating. It's like, do you see that? It's like, they were fucking cheating. It's like, we only lost because they were fucking cheating. <laughs> he always accused them of cheating in some way. And uh, I think Lance ended up losing that match, didn't he, by a count out? He did. He lost by count out. Bad luck. Fale wins with two points. How do you like the 20 count outs in uh, New Japan as opposed to the 10? That confuses the idea. I like it better personally. Plus, that means they can go out in the ring and throw each other into those fucking barricades, which I love. God, it looks so... It makes it more unpredictable because anything can happen in 20 I love when they throw them on that one side that has the door, and every time they hit it, that door just pops open and closed. (laughs) (laughs) Or when the whole fucking thing moves. Oh, yeah, when they throw them into the barricades. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it looks brutal, man. Like, I know they got to be sore from that shit. And Dustin, I talked this guy up because I hadn't heard you talk about him much. C-Block matchup, our main event, Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroki Goto. Which Naito lost that. He did lose it, which that I was very me. shocked. Yeah, you like Because this is supposed to be Naito's like redemption G1. Let me ask about Naito. So he was like a previous champion, right? Because there's like the people love this guy. Uh, man, Naito is probably the second. It, when it comes to popularity in New Japan, 
you got Okada, probably the most popular. Naito second, Tanahashi third. Tanahashi would have been the top at one point, but Naito skyrocketed up there, man. The they fans love fucking Naito. love Naito. All I hear about is Naito. He and for good reason, because, I mean, he, his matches are really good. Like, some of his matches with Kota Ibushi were the best shit you'd ever see. Is he ever going to come back, you think? I don't know. I heard there was contract disputes with him, so... But uh, let's get to the winner of this one before we... Uh, uh, Hiroki Goto, well, we already said, he upset Naito with the GTR. Yeah. That GTR is one of the most badass finishers in New Japan. Yeah. It actually got... Uh, I was reading a list whenever I was uh, creating my wrestler on Universe Mode of, like, the top finishers, and I think GTR got, like, the top of the list. It's better than D uh, GTS. Go to sleep. Yeah. You mean the move that CM Punk stole from Kenta? <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Kenta, Kenta invented it. That's right. A lot of people stole moves from Kenta, actually. Uh, Sh uh, Katsuyori Shibata stole the the drop kick. The drop kick in the corner. The running drop <laughs> kick. Like, no, like people don't do the drop kick all the time. <laughs> No, but it's like it's like one where like they're down and it's like a, a he runs, he jumps and he like drop kicks him when he's sitting at the turnbuckle. It, it was a different one. Not many is, people were doing that. You got to realize Kenta's been in the in Japan for a they, long time. Look what board guy said in the comments. He does that thing with his eye. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what that's about, board guy? Okay, let me explain this to you. So I, I, I had to look this up, too, whenever I saw it because it confused me. So it's basically like a, almost like a fuck you to people because when Naito used to wrestle in uh, Mexico, the fans fucking hated him so much. Like, they were so racist towards him. They would all the time shout, like, during his matches, open your eyes, open your eyes. Oh, what? So now he has this thing that he does where he just, you know, always, you know, shows that, you know, <laughs> holds his eye open saying, like, you know, my eyes are open. See, that's look, they're open. Up, so that's, what, that's where that originated is from Mexico because of some racist shit. <laughs> So anytime you see Naito do that, that's that's the reason why. I was gonna say, is, is Tanahashi doing that thing for Dark Order when he does his hand like this? Or is that oh, you mean thing? the the? Yeah, something. I don't know, I don't know what. Like... See, I haven't looked that up. I don't know what that's about with Tanahashi. But that has nothing to do with Dark Order's thing where they go like this. Like that's different, right? Well, thank everybody for tuning in to the to Jay Show <laughs> with your host. <laughs> How do y'all like that the uh, the J one the to J show? The J show, yeah, I love that shit. Man. I love his like you were saying last night. You're like, make sure you watch that fucking Jay White promo, like, because everything he says in the back is like just the best shit. Even when he was doing the Forbidden Door thing, he's like, he's like, you should all be thanking me for AEW. If it wasn't me exactly. for me, you wouldn't even have AEW. I'm like the fuck, yeah. And then he's like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, the to Jay show. It, you, was it uh, was it Kenta that was back there with the book? Yeah, he, had the, he has the book. <laughs> the J Pan Cup. <laughs> Kenta, Kenta's backstage stuff is good because usually he he just comes back there and he sits down and he always t he has one specific cameraman that's like his favorite and like he'll <laughs> ask him questions and they'll move the camera to like nod or shake for yes or no. <laughs> 
yeah. but that's it. Knights one through three of the G one. So Dustin, I got to ask you because I built this shit up so much. Is the G one living up to the hype that I built it up to? Oh yeah, definitely. When I want to fucking watch when I'm like anticipating for the next day to come, then you know that the shit's good. I'll say this, dude. It feels like I was wrestling. I'm done with the G ones. I feel like I was in there going through some shit with them. It's so like, like the, engrossing. The thing with wrestling for me and what, what like back in the day was every week you like you couldn't wait till next week to find out what was going to happen. Like yeah. now with with WWE and AEW, it's very rare that I give a fuck about the next right. Week. <laughs> But with this, it's like it. it you know, I want to know what's going to happen next. I want to see the net. I want to watch. Yeah, because like because the wrestling itself is fucking good. And so you see the like, matchups, and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, that's going to be good. So yeah. I mean, you get excited for the matchups. But and like whenever I watched uh, the the first New Japan thing you told me to watch, and I was like, you know, it's it's good and all, but I don't know, I don't I don't know enough about the the uh, wrestlers to really care that much. But now, um, but now it's like, I'm, I'm in, I'm all the way in on new Japan. So oh, yeah, uh, definitely. An enigma to answer your question. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Just uh, post the link in the uh, comments after the show on the YouTube, on the YouTube page. And uh, I'll check it out and give you a sub. And yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely dude. Nice to meet you. But uh, that's it. Um, I'm ready now to just wake up tomorrow and watch night four. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But uh, y'all have anything else that you wanted to talk wrestling wise before we get out of here? Uh, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, we definitely did. And we did it in a fucking hour. Look at us. Hey, I, I, That's because, you know, we skipped past all the bullshit and got to the good shit. Got to the good stuff. All right. Well, thanks to everyone who tuned in, listened to us. Uh, we definitely appreciate uh Seeing some new faces in the chat as well. I like that. Yeah, me too. And uh, if you know people who like wrestling, tell them about us. Tell them all about us. We like all wrestling, not so much WWE and AEW, but we still like it all. So. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> watch, watch it all wrestling. And, and also let them know that we can't stand Eddie Kingston. He <laughs> fucking sucks. He looks like he stinks. And <laughs> he does have great eyebrows, though. He has great eyebrows. Oh, he has great, great eyebrows. He's got a fresh line. His, his beard's lined up. I bet he's a minute man, too. I bet he doesn't last longer than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do your impression. Do you still Actually, one? I bet he's a virgin. He probably hasn't even been with a Dude, girl. Yeah, he probably Greg, hasn't even touched a woman. Greg, Do the impression. Nah, not today. Uh, not today. Uh, <laughs> not today. I, I don't want to channel my inner spot. Eddie today. Yeah, but... uh. Yeah, we're uh, we're out of here. So uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Hit that little bell to notify you when uh, we're doing another episode. We usually do them on Thursdays. Something got messed up this Thursday, though. We're trying to put it out. But uh, until next time, keep it kayfabe. <laughs>